All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slap me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a beardo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Chesko. <laughs> Let's not do that game show voice again, Dave. Uh, it, make, it makes you cringe. Therefore, I love it. Well, all right. Fair enough. Uh, gentlemen, we've just come through a 10-day period with 30 Premier League matches. And now as we sit here on Monday night, Game Week 14 has just ended, and we are going to get a little bit of a breather, a little bit of the week off heading into Christmas, and then we're going to get the same thing all over again, starting on Boxing Day. We're going to have 30 more matches over another 10-day stretch coming up here soon. We're in between 30 and 10 stretches right now as we sit here. <laughs> This is only this, one. This, this can only be one thing. Doesn't even make sense. The festive fixtures are here. We are in the festive fixtures, and I, I, I will be the first to admit that uh, you know we were, we were very. Can I pat us on the back for a second? Okay. We, mm-hmm. we did a great job preparing people for these matches with our content in the last week. I, I just want to go ahead and say that if you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Patreon. Anywhere that we can be found, all obviously also our podcast feed, you were fully equipped during that first stretch of 30 matches. Scott, even me, like even I at least didn't curse everyone with my captain's pick. I said, I believe, I was on record saying it's going to be between Sala and Fernandez, right? I think. I think well, that's what I said. Game week 14. You and then right. what did I do last second? At least I did it like <laughs> I didn't influence anyone but me. I didn't take my own advice. So that always works out well. Yeah, you captain Sun at the very last minute, and then I think he got you a whopping four. That's doubled already. It's just another, it's just another week where I miss a captain. Anyways, yeah, move on. No, no, one, sad. no one wants to hear about that. No, it's it's true. We'll, we'll come into that as, as we get in there. But I, I will be the first to admit that I was very active on social media when the 30 matches be, you know started as we were in the midst of that stretch. But honestly, by Saturday afternoon, Sunday, and then today, didn't do a whole lot. I honestly sit here feeling a little soccer drunk. It feels like, Brian, and I want to get your opinion on this too. Yeah. It feels like this festive fixture is unlike any we've ever had before because we're literally seeing every game. Every game's at a different time slot. Right. That has never, ever, 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 ever happened before. Right. I do end up having a little fatigue sometimes. Yes. Like, and, and then I'm a little bothered that I can't watch them all. Yeah. But then again, it's like, like you can't have the wife eyeballing you for eight hours a day. Oh, you're still watching? Right? <laughs> At least you can, you can kind of get away with maybe three games. But like, just, you're not, you can't watch four to five a day. 
<laughs> it's so true. Yeah, you could pack your sports weekend as full as you needed it to be. If you, I'm not sure how. I mean, Dave, you're not crazy about college football. Scott, you're still on college football. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this season is so. Stupid, yeah, it's but. right. I mean, it's just so. It's just so packed right now, and uh, you know, yes, I've been accused of that exact thing, uh, ruining Saturday and Sunday because of professional NFL. Do you Amer- hear, family? American. You're still watching soccer? Well, I mean, I did You're it. Still to, watching football? I did it to myself this year because I I have not played fantasy. Uh, oh. NFL football. This in, is not a in fantasy years. NFL This is not a fantasy podcast. NFL football podcast, but I agreed to do it this year. And so, yeah, it's another thing that I, <laughs> it's another thing that you add to it. And that's another thing that only can uh, take time away from important things like the things that other most. people. <laughs> yeah. The, the things yeah. that matter most. Right. Uh, well, I'm planning to use this week to rest up and get ready for the festive fixtures. It will be fun. We will get you ready for game weeks 15 through 17 as well. By recapping game week 14 in this episode, going over some of the things that are important in terms of strategy as the game weeks come fast and furious, I hope that no game week caught you off guard in that first stretch of 30. 12, 13, and 14, hopefully you uh, didn't lose any free transfers or you know forget to save a new captain or something as, uh, as we went through. Uh, 15 through 17 is going to catch you even more by surprise because it's a quick Saturday to Monday turnaround between 15 and 16. Mm-hmm. And this is the last week. If you're still holding on to your wild card, it resets on the 28th. So this weekend, going into this weekend, right, Brian? I think. Am I right? Well, yeah. I mean, you'd have. I mean, the only chance you'd have is after the after this game week, you'd have those couple of days before game week 15 kicks off. The 28th is a week from today. So today's 21st. We're recording on the 21st, Scott, the winter solstice. Happy solstice. Shortest uh, in the northern hemisphere, the shortest sunlight day of the year. Yeah. It was a nice day. Yeah, it was. My wild card is active. And Uh, I activated mine last week. Right. So so I managed to wait this long to use mine. I probably should have used mine far before this, but... Just, just, just to be clear, game game week 16 is the game week that begins on the 28th. So to your point, Dave, that's your last chance to use it. Sounds like you two gentlemen are, are hitting the button on yours. I did long ago, like game week five or something. I just feel gypped, too. And I, wanna, I think there's going to be a group of people out there like me who have been playing this for a long time who know that normally you have till week 20. Like right around halfway. That's, that's the halfway mark, right? You sure. have until New Year's and or week 20. And yes, December 28th is right before the game week that encompasses New Year's, okay? So I understand that. But I guess it was all of a sudden like one wild card you only use through 15 weeks and the other one is through, what's the math? 23. Give me math. 22, well, I mean, right. right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, it's weird. And, and, and so I guess my frustration is, like, I, I knew that there was going to be some double match weeks coming up, so I was saving it and or the free hit. I knew the week was going to come in, and so I could maybe wild card during that week going into another change where I could wild card after that. And all that is gone because the season started later than normal. It didn't start mid-August, right? right. It started mid-September, so four weeks later. So all of a sudden, even with the slammed fixtures going into it, we're in a place now where the first wild card is only good through the first 16 weeks, and the second wild card is going to be good for the 24 weeks. Yeah, and the strategy immediately 
becomes important going into game week 18 with all the blank fixtures that we already know about. So, yeah, this is a weird... I mean, it's not like there haven't been double weeks, you know, this already at this point in the season before. But, yeah, to go from, you know, you have to... I don't, not too many people. I mean, what percentage of teams are still on their wild card at this late stage of the season? Been, not, it, not many. I can't imagine. I mean, it's just, it's so late in the, late in the game. But, but uh, this is a time to talk about some strategy. I know I've got a few things I want to bring up. Dave, you've reminded me of something else that we should talk about by way of strategy. So, and we'll come to you too, Brian, uh, since your wild card is currently active. But Dave, mm-hmm. what did you do with your wild card using it right now for anyone who's listening who would like to know? What uh, was your score last coming week, off of your wild card? It was sixty two. Is that disappointing or is that about was that it would have promised? All I did was if I wouldn't have changed I would have had the high score of the week if I would if I would have had the proper captain. Oh, okay. I would have had that's not true. I would have been where Scott was at seventy seven or seventy nine. Right right around right around there. I mm-hmm. could do the math fast math, whatever, but you know how good I am at that. So so it, your late switch from Bruno to Sun. Yeah, it cost me straight up at least 15 points. Yeah, an idiotic switch. Thank you. <laughs> uh, quickly, what I did was I added um, my my defense did consist of um, Zuma, Chilwell, Matt Target, Jamal Lewis, and Jimmy Dunn. That needed to be cleaned up. I didn't make a change in my midfield, and I didn't make a change with my strikers. I noticed our that, squad. That's not true. I made one change in the midfield. Okay. Um, I sent Ward Prowse out, even though I just brought him in on a free transfer before. But I brought it, and I brought Neto in. I think that was kind of a money move. Okay. Um, and then my defense, I added four defenders, and those four defenders turned into uh, Eric Dyer, John Stones, Yannick Vestergaard, and Charlie Taylor. Yeah. So I completely felt way more diversified in um, a strong defense and felt pretty good with the defense, yeah. especially, you know, it's crazy. I never would have thought about John. We, you know, look, we, we mock the John Stones ownership update. Okay. Now I am a part of the yep. John Stones ownership yep. update. Yeah. But this year it's different. It seems different. Yeah. Um, I, I beg to differ, but you know, that's just me. Okay. So he's played four games, Scott. And how many clean sheets do they have in the games he's played? Four. <laughs> Just want to throw that out. I'm not. There. I'm not going to say no. But yeah. But listen, that's the problem of the games he's played. It's always the problem. Okay. So right now he's healthy. So I'll ride on that ship until it sails. I loved it that we talked about him. What was it? Two pods ago, and then the very next match, after three matches in a mm-hmm. row he, playing, he didn't play. Nathan Ake came in, and that just proves my point. I again, it's it's about how you want to play this game. I'm not interested in playing with John Stones or anyone like so, him. So I, Mares, JWP, I, I can't do that. I want the guys who are going to play week in and week out and at least give me something. So if he's playing in a city defense that is doing decent, better than probably we think, on clean sheets, he's played in four matches, and in all four of those matches, he has a clean sheet. If he doesn't play this week, I just upgraded my defense so any of my defenders can come in now and play. Sure. So I am covered. I see your point, but good grief. I think what what's his a four nine? A four nine you get a shot. Actually is a four eight. He went up. Mm-hmm. I bought him at a four eight and I think he went up a ten. Wait, John Stones is four nine? Mm-hmm. I'm is he four nine? I'm, I'm interested in John Stones at four nine. No, I think he's still four eight unless something He unless... is he is I just looked. He must have just gone up tonight. 
He's four nine now. I'm still interested. And, and in I got and four I got nine. him at four eight. So I'm just saying, <laughs> like it's you know. I'm I, looking for a defender again. Chillwell hurt. I I did what a lot of people did. I moved Chillwell out, and I was happy to find. I made two tenths on him when I sold him. Um, so that that's great. Uh, Chillwell, I hope you get better soon. But I brought in uh, Brian. Help me, because I was like Brian. Brian. I'm all nervous. I got to find someone. You brought in Joel Matip. I brought in Joel Matip. So I think uh, Liverpool's defenses looked a little different recently. And um, they look a little stiffer. So I think that's going to be a good move. And that's by far the cheapest way into the defense. I mean, Fabinho's a midfielder. So, right? And, you know, I don't know how much time. Well, uh, Reese Williams and then – some of the other young bucks. I can't Matt, think of it. Phillips is thank behind you. him. Yep. I, so, yeah, I don't know how much more that, you know, I'm not counting yeah. on them. But yeah, Matip, sure. if he's healthy, he'll play. He'll play. Yeah. yeah very good. Very so I feel good, but it doesn't matter. If you can't nail the captain's picks, I could give you my lineup. That Again, you and I have had the same lineup for, I don't know, five, six weeks. Really, I mean, same Really ish. close. Same ish. Yeah. But you, again, you nailed it this week, I and did. I missed. I and did. that is. The theme. Can I tell you my captain story? And then we'll get into Brian's wild card, what sure, he's saying right now. Sure. So for me, it wasn't about Sun. And it was the away matchup. It was all about the away matchup. Okay. And so I was looking at Sala and I was looking at Bruno and I decided, you know what? I'm going to go with the home captain. I'm going to go. It doesn't make sense because there aren't fans. There's Sun, even fewer Sun did fans. play at home, by the way. I just want to throw that oh, out. Oh, he did? There. They were home at two. Oh, Leicester. that's right. That's right. But it was they Leicester. Were... That's what it was. I was thinking Palace, but that was, okay. that was wrong game week. Yeah, but it was Leicester. I mean, it was, you know, Bruno at home against Leeds. I was like, eh, I feel better about that. Uh, I do have Stuart Dallas, and I did play Stuart Dallas, but that was all about the potential for offense. It wasn't about a clean sheet against Bruno and uh, Manchester United. It paid off. Well, so here's the thing. So it was between Saul and Bruno. I went with Bruno. It was the wrongest decision until the 77th minute. <laughs> and it, it, that is such a, yeah, it's such a bailout to get at that point. Brian, the game is Brian, so over. Brian, yeah. He wasn't. He wasn't wrong. No, he just yeah, wasn't exactly. Right it's just yet. one of those decisions that's like so wrong, and then it pays off as a miracle, like a, like the like the the Mother Mary descends no, Brian, to earth to hand you the point. He went into that match knowing he could get a return from Stuart Dallas. Stuart Dallas is prolific this season. We've talked about this, but but no, getting any return from a Leeds player in this game, you are so lucky. It, it's just the luckiest thing. But hey, yes, your boy Lee continue. Drew has Rafinha. I know R- he got Drew. eight for Rafinha. Yeah, R- Rafinha. But he didn't both, start him. Both assists. He got lucky because he came in off the bench because because wow. League Drew started somebody else. Points I can't remember points. who it was. So anyway, back to my captain. So I was deciding between Salah and Bruno. I go with Bruno. I see Liverpool start, and I'm like, okay, Salah's you know rotationally rested. Great. Um, Okay, now now I just had that fear of Bruno better play because if Bruno doesn't play and Salah isn't playing, I've got no C or no V. Like that's a problem, right? So I have that fear of Bruno sure. getting rested. And then 32 minutes from the end of the Liverpool match, it's four nothing. There's absolutely no reason for Mo Salah to come in, but there he is coming in, and I'm like, well, I guess I better hope for something from Mo Salah, you know, for, from here on out. These final 32 minutes. And boy, did he ever do something, right? He, he did 16 points of something in 32 minutes. That's, that's a half point for every minute played, just to put that out there. And then I'm like, well, like, like, well, I didn't captain Salah. I should have captained Mo Salah. What I, am I thinking here? I can't wait to beep that and you didn't say anything wrong. <laughs> but no one's going to know. 
And so then I'm like, great. Now Bruno's going to drop like a four, and I'm going to wish I captained Mo Salah's 32 minutes. And Bruno said, nah, Mo, I see you're 16, and I raise you to a 17. So it worked out. But what a journey yeah. over 48 hours with the captaincy. And I don't think I was alone in that. I think a lot of people probably were, well, were experiencing what I I mean, the the rumor mill was a churning uh, on on Friday <laughs> night. I mean, the the – someone whether it was an informed someone or someone who's just guessing because you can probably guess at anyone resting at this point in the season and and have a shot at being right but the rumor was floating around out there that Salah was going to be benched going into the match so I think there was a lot of strategy question about whether or not maybe you actually swap Salah like I'm sure there are plenty of people who sold him for money for someone, for Mane, yeah. for, you know, and for that's another one that for if you did that, you are like, yes, yep. Salah's benched, Mane's getting returns, yep. he's doing great, and then... My sources were great. Right, and then and then it just totally flips on its head by the end of the match. And Mane got nine points. You know, he, right, he did Mane get nine was points. very good. All of them, I mean, I, I my, one of my big questions for the week is, you know, is, you know, congr- thanks for... You know the reverse jinx, Scott. For the second that you put Roberto Firmino on your most disappointing list, <laughs> Firmino is like the the He's hottest in forward in yeah. in in uh, He's FBL in that right first now. So of the season, there's no question. But here's the thing: people are probably going to Mane. They probably went to Mane while he was still you know scoring fantasy points yeah, during this match. He very well, could have done that. Uh, same with Firmino. But the problem is, Klopp is very predictable when it comes to rotation. He is he's very targeted with his rotation. This was Salah's turn not to start. I have every reason to believe that Mane or Firmino will not start in game week 15. And if that's the case you're going to have, you know, a lot of fantasy owners hoping that they both pull a mo. I mean, the only good thing off the, for, bench. the good thing for Mane and for Firmino both is that I mean, you I guess the question is will they play will they play midweek? Probably not. I don't. I don't think. Do they? They do have a uh, EFL Cup match midweek. No, they not do this not. Game oh no, no. Yes, you're right. That's that's great. So so not, no one plays so since they don't they play midweek, which is why Salah came in. I think. Right. That's so why ne- Salah so, played 32 minutes. But so next week don't you have started. Mane only plays 57 minutes. Yeah. Firmino only plays. So that was one of the big questions. You know, Firmino plays 74 minutes. So not, none of the three. The big three play the entire match, and then they play West Brom at home, followed by away to Newcastle shortly after yeah. that. I mean, this this not only is it a perfect time for you know eight days of eight full days between matches, uh, but you know between yeah, uh, Crystal Palace and West Brom, yep. and then uh, two full days. They'll have two full days of recovery for Newcastle, and then I think five days or something like that. Yeah, they're tied like for that. the most days of yeah, rest. Yeah, it's a ton of, it's a ton yeah. of rest. So, yeah, they're probably not going to play. I wouldn't expect them to play 90 minutes, but they're going to play through all of this. And we saw what Mo Salah can do, and any of them can do, in a 30-minute yeah, stretch. I was going to ask you, first of all, WTF on Crystal Palace. I mean, this is like a, a shocking. I, I mean, I don't think anyone expected a, a drubbing. Like this? No, of course not. Um, but Crystal Palace. I mean, or, your eyebrows would have been slightly raised at at well, just at four zero. Grampy Roy, oh, yeah. he says, you know, after the match, like we're in shock the same way anyone else would be about this. We conceded early. 
Yeah. And once we concede early, you know, we we are ex- we you know we have to expose ourselves more. Liverpool scored seven goals on fourteen shots. They dropped that's, a touchdown. That's ridiculous. Eight on target. Only yeah. one save. Yeah. So I mean, I just Stupid think Sadio Mane getting a shot saved. How I dare know. he? Uh, so inefficient. I know. Seriously. No, but like you just don't expect this. I you know I are they going to win seven nothing against West Brom? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, that, that's exactly it. Yeah. No, go, so no. Here's the question though. My question going back to strategy. You have Mo Salah who played 32, 33 minutes in this last match. Still scored seventeen fa- or sixteen fantasy points. He shouldn't have played. He's playing West Brom <laughs> alongside so Liverpool. I'm going to ignore that for a second. I want to finish my thought here. Would this potentially be a good use of the triple captain? I think you're going to see it. I don't know why. I don't. I don't. I, I, I do it. I don't know why you wouldn't. It's never on the obvious games. You got to go this week. No. <laughs> this week, Brian, you got to go Jake Livermore. Well, you 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 could. <laughs> you can't do Jake Livermore I'm this sure week. He's... If you own him, you're already, I don't know what you're doing. And then, uh, of course, uh, Jake Livermore red carded in the match uh, yeah, for yeah. West Brom. Yeah, Dave. So you cannot triple captain, or it would be this would be a it would be un- Ozil unwise triple captain, to triple captain Jake Livermore. No, but you are thinking about I think it was like game week twelve when Emiliano Martinez was triple captained by nine people and scored eleven points. I just unreal. I mean that's exactly what you're referring to. But I don't know this. This seems like like if he gets to double digits again and you triple captain that and you get into the thirties, you're thrilled. So if I get one offensive return on a triple captain. I would be thrilled. <laughs> so, Roberto Firmino, since your reverse jinx, uh, putting him on the most disappointing list, you know, th- three goals and an assist, plus six bonus points since you uttered the words that you Disappointment. did. Disappointment. That you, that you did. <laughs> In Firmino's last five weeks, he's played 90 minutes in all but two matches. One of them was here, which was warranted. Fine. And it was warranted when he played 72 minutes against Wolves when Liverpool won 4-0. 17 shots, fourth most of all forwards in the last five weeks. Roberto Firmino. It's the sixth most of all players in the Premier League. Ten shots on target is the most of all forwards in the last five weeks. I guess my question is, like, I mean, this isn't just my wild card strategy. I'm not asking you for, for any kind of affirmation here. But is Firmino in your wild cards? Uh, he's squad? not. But why not? I you well, just proved why he should be. I know. Well, that's my so that's my thing. He, the one weird one of all the stats for him in that span, he only has twenty eight touches in the opposition box, which is seventh most for just forwards. Which I feel like is a weird stat. I know. I understand. He's not. He's he's dropping a little deeper. Again, the points are. Off the charts, though. Points are points. So that's so team. so that's my question. Like, you know, I feel like the matchups. That's one of the reasons why I feel like you know having the wild card this week is it's really nice. The matchups for you know the matchup for Manchester City, obviously very good. Getting to play Newcastle at home, I think is that the uh, is that their matchup this coming week? Yes, Manchester City home to Newcastle, which which you like, I think. Doesn't matter. Whoever they play, it's going to be one or two nil. Right, yeah, we can talk about that if we get to them in a, like further down in the podcast here. But yeah, I mean, like as of right this moment, I have Andy Robertson in my wild card team. Too. Okay, so I get it. Right, I have Robertson and Salah, but I'm thinking like, man, it would be really nice to have 
to, you know, at least two of the attackers. And the more I look at it, I'm like, maybe it should be Firmino. Because I kept looking at it and thinking, well, I should maybe put Salah and Mane in there. This is the time. If I was going to double up, now is the time. They get West Brom and then follow that up with Newcastle. I just, I'm just wondering, do you see it as a viable strategy for, are you, would you even seriously, or are you, would you buy into this, like, can he do it three in a row? Like three matches in a row where you get yes. some kind of a, you, a you pretty good it. return. You said it last week on our pod. He has like two stretches a season where he's in unbelievable form and that's all you get. And we're, he's, he's in the midst of the first one for this season. So yeah, yeah absolutely. He's right, you know. No, I'm wondering. I mean, I, look, I'm just saying, I just wonder on this for... On this one thing. He's right. I mean, Barry in our Slack workspace, which again, uh, you know, we'll we'll speak to this again at the end of our podcast. But we have a new member to our Slack workspace. But a longtime member, Barry, uh, was the first one to bring up. You know, do I go from Firmino from DCL to Firmino? He's got the money to do it. I'm guessing that a lot of people are going to do that because even though DCL was a, a a stupid yellow card walking off the pitch away from another five in this one. It's been a series of fives, and sometimes if, if guys are scoring more points elsewhere, you get itchy to go elsewhere. Firmino's one of those guys where you could do that. If you bought uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin at seven or whatever he was. Like me. Right. So you're selling him at 7.4, I think. That's what I would have in him, yeah. Right. So but can, still, can you, get, can you make up the 1.8? I mean, it's not going to be that. I don't think it's that easy for everyone to do that to go from him to Firmino. But yeah, I mean, the only issue would be that Everton is one of the other teams that has a really great matchup this week. So yeah. you love the matchup at Sheffield. I'm not doing that move. Right. That's clear. exactly it. It would be, can, right. Can you, could you add, is there somebody else? If you, I mean, honestly, I wonder. I mean, may, you want to go from Kane down? You want to take a one week punt on somebody? I wouldn't go to Firmino. Vardy is having a much bigger party. Vardy's got a yellow triangle. If Vardy's groin is okay, that's exactly it. So you'd be taking the risk of Vardy having a, a groin injury that he should be okay. The groin's got... He should be okay. Hey, listen. The I, groin. I do a lot of cycling. I do a lot of cycling. You understand groins? I, I do. Groin injuries are nagging injuries. And every yes. once in a while... It is I, a nagger. For sure. You're giving me a serious face, but your words would imply that you're not. You're being very sarcastic right now. No, I'm being serious. No, that is, is a, a nag- horrible yeah. nagging injury. It is a horrible nagging injury. And every once in a while, I'll, I'll, you know, mine will slip a little bit, and and then you're just, you're just done. There's nothing you can do with that thing. So, anyway, um, <laughs> I mean, there's some. Never mind. You, all you can do is rehab. So anyway, yeah, that would be bad if Jamie Vardy, uh, obviously, maybe, maybe you don't take the chance. Maybe you do go to Firmino. All the more reason to go to Roberto Firmino, Brian. Do it. Well, I mean, I already, I mean, I'd have, I'd have to shuffle some things around. But, yeah, it's definitely don't something. Don't sell, I'm, Kane. I'm not going to hear that. They're at Wolves. He's home to Fulham, home to Leeds, at Villa, at Sheffield. Why in the hell would you sell Kane? Kane's already out of my team. So I sold Kane already, and it's on and it's on the grounds. That, I I do I, I, understand listen. that you are ahead of me in the table, I, and I completely <laughs> respect that. No, but but there's no way Kane's leaving my team. And granted, maybe that would be a horrible decision. No, Kane Look, and Son are in my team to stay. This this week was a perfect example. They were playing at home to Leicester, and Kane had the the stat was everywhere that Kane had scored 14 goals in 10 matches against Leicester City. All he does is score goals against Leicester. He maybe had their best chance of the game. It's more that, like, Mourinho's not 
fun again. And, and like, it's great when it works, but it is so awful when it doesn't. And it hasn't. Uh, this, that, is two, this is two matches against arguably two of the best teams right, in the and, league right now. And Kane had the best chance against Liverpool other than Bergvine. Like, Kane easily could have headed home a goal against Liverpool. I think you're way right. overreacting if you're looking at the two goals given up against Liverpool and the two goals given up against Leicester, both of which were losses. Both definitely, I mean, Spurs dropped from first to sixth in the table. He had nine points against Liverpool. Yeah. He had five against Palace. He, the game before that, he had 13 against no, Villa. No, hear me when I who, say who I'm had, keeping... Who had five, nine points against Liverpool? Yeah, Kane, Kane did nothing against Liverpool. Kane did nothing here. And it's mostly right. because offensively, Spurs took, Spurs took eight shots. No, against, I get it. Against but Leicester. But again, they played... I mean, is Leicester second right now? Yes. So they played the first and second place teams in the table. Granted, they were first and second, I think, when those matches kicked off. But regardless... Right. The The other issue is that after Wolves, it eases back up again because yeah. then they go to Fulham. And also, uh, Spurs are one of the teams that do play in the blank yeah. game week 18. Yeah. For All the more teams. reason I'm keeping Kane no, inside I, of my team. No, and I'm maybe, actually thinking about... Is this, to- is this a Wolves team that lost to Burnley today? 2-1? It is. I mean... But but are, this, are but this like is scratched that, a pen out of that match. Right, but this end. is also the this is also a Wolves team that is uh, is completely unpredictable defensively. They're searching for the right mixture. Still. Right, they There's they no right. Doubt. There is no question about like that. They they just do not have the formula. The fact that they started Neto and Potence, you know, as kind of a dual strike force up top and left Fabio Silva on the bench against Burnley and yeah and have to claw back to get a goal. Now, the part of the strategy would be getting Kane back in in game like in game week 16. So it's basically I feel like the, I, he's I, starting for me at Wolves in game week 15. Right. So I, son. Right. I'm not I'm just saying for me. Sure. He's you, he's you took uh, him out. He's already out. The matchups are so much better for other play for other teams that okay. are producing a ton more. Are you captaining Kane against Wolves? No. No, absolutely not. So there's to me. Okay. Uh, hopefully, you know, if if you have him, yeah, of course you. Hope Who did you bring in for him? Well, I just packed my midfield right now. Okay. So right now it's Salah, Bruno. Er, well, let's let's Sal- get to this right. right now. Where where do you stand right now in your wild card? Well, so I you know I wanted to keep you know all uh I I kind of did what you did, Dave. All of my defense the the defense that I had is all gone except Kyle Walker Peters. Okay. Uh, all new defense with finally bringing in Stuart Dallas. Uh, Charlie Taylor is the uh, low price enabler for most teams right now for everybody. Um, I brought in uh, I, right now it's Andy Robertson, but that is the big question: is do I want Andy Robertson and like Son, mm. or Andy Robertson and like Che Adams, or do I want somebody really cheap and KDB? Or do I, or do I want Mane or Firmino in in one of those places? So that's the that's kind of the that's kind of the last like lingering question. All for right. Me. So you get that was your defense, right? Mm-hmm. Give us your midfield. Salah. Right now it's Salah, Sterling, Bruno, Son, and Socek is still in there. And then right, right. now it's forwards with Calvert Lewin and Che Adams. And then I had to get extremely cheap for my third, uh, okay. my third forward. How so, much money did you have? You have to spend right now. Zero. That was my. That was no, no, no. Ev- like, what's your total team value? Um, I don't know. If only I had a way of looking if that only. up quickly. One hundred two exactly. Okay. 
It's at exactly 102. Okay. So, no, look, I, I, this week, I, I mean, I, I would want to maximize Liverpool as much as I can. And then secondary to that, I would want to maximize Manchester City as much as I can. I really am curious if Sergio Aguero is going to play. Mm. He Newcastle, that's his, uh, that is his. That's his fixture? That is his, yeah, that is his destroy them every time they play uh, fixture. So, but no, I mean, that's why I'm asking about Firmino. To me, I don't know how you can pass up. I mean, honestly, the way we've talked, I've talked about Richarlison a ton. I, I like both Richarlison and Calvert-Lewin. Just when it came down to it, I was like, I, I would just trust Calvert-Lewin as more likely to score the goals. He just has been. As Even the, though he's lucked into two FPL assists in the last two weeks. Hey, doesn't matter. You've been you've been right. riding the pro Richarlison train a little bit more than the pro DCL train. I'm glad I'm glad to hear that you've uh, gone with DCL with that. Uh, yeah, finally. Me and me and the eight people who've <laughs> avoided Calvert Lewin <laughs> to this point. Look, I have said it all season long. I've taken I think two hits. All all this first half of the season so far. That is a significant reduction from the number of hits I took last season, which I think was 80. <laughs> Not that many, but okay. it was It was 80 points worth of hits. I know that for a fact. So that's 20, which is, 20 which is a negative four. That's a ton yeah. uh, beyond what I've done. I've tried to play within my means. I've tried to keep players that I think or, or are pretty sure are going to play. It has backfired. Uh, significantly more than I would have expected. Huh. But you're so higher far. than me in the table. Well right, done. My, that's the thing. My I points, mean, I, you know, my points have been okay. I mean, I'm not. I'm, you know, I was leading there for a minute, and I'm not anymore. Uh, but the points, the, the gap isn't gigantic between me and like second place, and sure. honestly, even between me and Scott, I think it's what 50 points, something like that. I, I haven't, I haven't looked. It's not, it's not insurmountable for sure. But I've got to say. Yeah, that triple captain on Mo Salah still looks so good at, against West Brom at home. Uh, that's definitely something that's going to tempt me. I've thought about a little bit about the bench boost. And I know that sounds weird going into these. If you like fixtures. the matchups, I really like. I'm not scared of any of the matchups in my squad. The only problem is uh, I've got two people who I know aren't going to play: my backup goalkeeper and then my fifth defender. And uh, I, I, so you don't want to be going after, got yeah, two points or two players, getting points on the bench. Yeah, exactly. So I would have to do something to uh, transfer them out. And with Ben Chilwell getting hurt today, I didn't want to lose any money on him. I was quick to transfer him out, and I had two free. I I had two free transfers going into game week, fifteen, and so now I only have one to use, and two guys who aren't going to play. So I probably won't use that bench boost. But I do have a strategy question. I'm going to ask as soon as Brian asks his question. No, just that we all. Name. No, just that. Just as like, just for housekeeping sake, all three of us own Ben Chilwell. I'm sure Ben Chilwell was a a wildly is still going to be a wildly popular uh, choice for FPL. If you did, you watch the game today. Yeah. So Dave, you did not. Just that he. I mean, he the way he, he fell on it, he rolled it. He rolled it bad and bad enough that he just sat there afterwards. I, I don't think I mean, there was Frank any. Frank said after the match already he probably won't play against Arsenal. Right, and we already know. Like I had already sold Reese James ahead of this match, or you know, kind of as soon as the 
the news came out of Reese James having uh, a that knee. That was smart because Reese James didn't play in this. A knee, well, I, I, he was in my starting lineup this week, so I, oh. I had to get my bench, which was, uh, who did I get? Oh, uh, Kyle Walker-Peters came in for him today. But, um, no. It's, Injury, it, Scott, but not it, performance. <laughs> yeah. You, no, you yes, gloater. That, no, that is, a, that is 100% true. The wrongest that Scott has been this year is doubting <laughs> Reese James. That is, there is, not only is he, not only has he been the complete starter, nailed down the position all but one match, uh, he's not. More than that. And that was after the row At least that he had no, with the English one, national team. One match. He's Scott. he's missed. He has sat down one match. It's not a coincidence. The, the best thing about Reese James is that every match, someone that's commentating says Reese James has been Chelsea's best player. It's true, and oh, one gosh. of their best players for the season. No so doubt. it's not. No so doubt. this is like this is no. There's no doubt about what what he's. What that's he's, true. No, but the knee. As soon as they said he might need surgery, to me that yeah. he, even if he doesn't have surgery. That's not it's at least six that's, weeks. That's a knee injury that you don't like. That isn't just going to. That isn't going to go away if he plays. So minimum, you'd expect Reese James to be out. Both guys have been excellent. Both he and Chilwell have been excellent. But hey, all it took for Chelsea to get a clean sheet back again was for them to lose Chilwell and Reese James. Oh, so <laughs> like crazy. they both leave early and they still managed to clean sheet West Ham. So. One last strategy question for you guys. Have you ever been in a position with your squad where you have two free transfers because you, you banked one one week and carried uh, it into the next week? I don't know what that is. <laughs> okay. I don't definitely don't know what that is. All right. But well, go ahead. But, yes, continue let's, with yes. Let's hypothesize. <laughs> As I imagine what it's like to have two free transfers uh-huh. going into a week. So I've had this twice this season where I did not use a free transfer and okay. I carried it into the next week. You don't carry it beyond that. You only get two at a, at a maximum, right? Yep. Have you ever been in a <laughs> I already know the I don't know why I'm asking this like I don't know the answer because you've already alluded to the fact that you well anyway, here I go. Have you ever been in a situation where you have two free transfers and you don't need to use them? No. And if so, no. Never. <laughs> What, what kind of cock in any world do you live in, son? Uh, a first place world. Um, no, listen. This is this is like it's one of those things where. Sorry, you set me up. I couldn't help myself. It felt it, that felt very, very um, hey conceited to hey, say, but it was. It there. will make it will make my comeback all the sweeter. Oh, okay, good. All the sweeter. Good. Come come at me. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, but listen. Like, if you don't use at least one, you lose it, and. Yet, like, if you like your squad, you know, it, it feels funny to just make a transfer to make a transfer. Uh, it's it's a struggle. Now, I, I was saved from, from facing that because Ben Chilwell did get hurt, so I did use one of my two free transfers already. Uh, I, I went to Burnley Defender myself. Uh, so I've got a ton of money in the bank right now, too. So I've got one free transfer remaining and a lot of money in the bank. Really good problem to have. But I was nearly at that point where I had two free transfers for game week 15 and no desire to use one. And um, I'm just curious. If, if listeners, may, maybe you know what I'm talking about. If you've ever been in that situation, let me know what you would do. Would you would you just let it waste away because you don't need to use it? Or would you make a move just to make a move so you don't waste the free transfer? Reach that, out to us on social media and let us know. I think that is the greatest show of power you could possibly is it have. that's like the biggest flex you can do of yeah i have two free transfers i'm not using either of i'm them just gonna time. give one away and lose one yeah 
That is that is the. All that, right, let's move yeah, on. I'm, that I'm, is, I am done with. This is coming from the guy who's transferred twenty three times this season, and uh, you. Yes, yes, I have. Wait, well, that include your wild card, or does that not include your wild? Card? No, I, I. That's a good question. I think your wild card only transfer- count, counts as one technically. So you've had like seven negative fours already this season. Yeah, yeah. Sound about right. Sounds right. Sounds right. My uh, overall team value, the only thing I can take a little bit of, uh, you know, I like to look at when I look at my, when I look at my place in the table, I just look at my value, Scott, to make myself feel better. Yeah. Is uh, a 104.2. Um, so there's a guy who's very prominent in FPL Twitter, a guy that you've actually quoted in a recent pod. Yes. Goes by Late Riser 12 or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Right? Very Riser. sharp guy. Yeah. It was only a few days ago, maybe a week ago, when he sent out a tweet that said, and I quote, <laughs> period. <laughs> Team. Period. Value. Value. <laughs> period. Maybe. But you know what? You hold your hat on that, Dave. Maybe. You hold your hat on Maybe. That. Uh, those usually are coming from the people who are disappointed because they're too scared <laughs> to make moves. But I'm sure. Oh, although there's a lot fired. of pundits this year who aren't doing great. So true. Um, they all have sold. Son he and is Kane. so smart. He probably is fine. But <laughs> there's a lot of pundits this year who aren't doing well. That's fair. No, that is very true. All right, let's do a really quick breeze through the Dream Team in Game Week 11. We've alluded to some of these players already. Kasper Schmeichel is the highest-scoring goalkeeper, getting that clean sheet against the aforementioned Spurs. Uh, there are no Spurs on the Dream Team, but up front, Roberto Firmino and Tammy Abraham of Chelsea make the Dream Team. Werner who? Is is that biggest disappointment of the year so yeah, far? Yeah, no, Tammy, I mean... Uh, Timo had five again. Yeah, Timo, Timo gets an assist on the, the first Tammy goal. Um no, he's he did it this match. Well, and, they brought him in. They brought him in to be an assister. No, they absolutely did not. Oh, you, they did. You know that's not true. Got David. you. My bad. Um, don't kick a man while he's medium. Hey, he, he, he's, he admitted look, the he's, Premier League has been harder. He admitted that. He, it, it's a more physical league. It's a more manly league, Scott. Look, that's, he, that's, he did it. I respect him saying that, honestly, because we all know it. It's we true. just need the professionals yeah. to he, say it. He did it in this match it's where too, it's too physical, if you ask me. He, no, that's true. It's fair. He just he, I like it. He just didn't finish well. He's getting into all of the positions. He's just totally not, true. He's just not finishing well, and it's weird because it's, all of the other players for Chelsea are finishing well, and it includes the other two strikers. So it looks like he should be playing for Arsenal right now, not Chelsea. Look, like Tammy. Tammy starts here. Giroud doesn't matter how hot he is because because Frank sees something that he liked in the matchup, and he started Tammy instead of Giroud, and Tammy Frank, Frank Tammy wins. pays you off, and yeah, Frank and it wins worked. again. Two goals for Tammy. Would you take Giroud back at Arsenal at this point? Take anybody back. <laughs> I'll take yeah. Oliver Burke, Scott. No one, listen. <laughs> no, you won't. No, listen. And you haven't stopped crying about it since Santi left. So oh, yeah, you, you keep mean, talking about this, Orla. You would take Nacho back at this point. No, look. I Tam- would take Nacho back at this point. <laughs> Tammy's been really good. I mean, I, there's nothing else it's I can true. say about it. It's, Tammy's been really good this year. We've talked about it before. It's just a matter of are you are you willing to hold him? Yeah, I can't. In, in for in the event that he plays 16 minutes and yep. and gets you a one and a substitute appearance. Yeah, exactly. The one good thing about Timo is that he's not 
he's not being rotated. Timo's role is pretty fixed. Do you know who's almost as fixed when he's healthy? You do. Is it someone? Yeah, Christian Pulisic was good here today. He was good. Yeah. Uh, Dream Team midfield. Uh, you have Scott McTominay. He earned it all in three minutes, and then Bruno. Uh, El Ghazi and Traore from Aston Villa, and then Mo Salah. There's a lot of husbands that, that could have the title earned it all in three minutes. <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, Jerry will be out on whether I keep that or not. <laughs> okay. El Ghazi. Uh, El Ghazi has been. <laughs> Scott, you continue wheezing, and I will. Try to and uh, right. do an analysis. Real is in. Real is in. No, it's uh, just that El Ghazi. I was expecting. He can't talk. Right. I was expecting soccer analysis. Yeah, sure. No, no you're. No, you got you got marriage therapy. El Ghazi um, has been good as long as Trezeguet is out. Um, and of course, one of the goals is a, of his brace is, a pen, is another penalty won by, of course, Jack Grealish. I'm surprised. Uh, I guess everyone was so good this week that Grealish, even with double digits, doesn't make the doesn't make the dream team. The, the the dream team scores were crazy high, and that's why while the average was still 51, I mean, you hear it like two villains here in the midfield, Scott McTominay here. No one has Firmino right now. Yeah, seriously almost funny. nobody does. They're yeah. going to him, and and you know maybe people are going to go to Tammy. Abraham. But how many are going to go to him? I just feel like Firmino already wasn't a popular choice, and even with two like a really good match here, it was probably going to raise more eyebrows. But I still don't feel like there's a lot of people that are going to go. To I feel like interested. Firmino is still going to be a big differential this week. You're, you're probably right. And then none of the three defenders, I think, are ownable. Uh, Tiago Silva for Chelsea, Yeri Mina for Everton, and Fofana of Leicester. No, and Fofana wins the... Fofana's been... He's been kind of up and down. He started He started great, where he looked like, you know, they're not going to drop off at all. And then he had just a couple of... He laid a couple of eggs. But then he draws the penalty here uh, on REA. That's what I was going to say about Spurs, too. Like... Losing 2-0, like losing 2-1 to Liverpool and then losing 2-0 at home to Leicester. And and neither match has made Jose Mourinho back down in any way from his tactics. Like everyone in the match, like the, every, the match announcers said it during Leicester and Spurs, which would they still be playing this way if there were 60,000 fans in here? Because... Yes. Because Mourinho, that's how he right. plays. Mourinho does play like that, and and I think that's true, and that's exactly it. Like, the tactics, like, I think the feeling is for everyone, your players are too good for you to sit back and absorb, and then to kind of make excuses for how bad your players were for the first 20 minutes. You start bad, you're playing a, a, a style of football that is just meant to absorb pressure, and then you... Give away a, a, a like you're still do, like in his mind it's like we were doing great because they didn't create many chances they were just more clinical when it mattered um, they didn't trouble Larice very much at all and they get their goals because Rea you know has a dumb tackle on Fofana on the very corner top tippy top corner of the box yeah. so no I like. Look, I, I'm just saying it's just a it's just a tough style to watch right now. No doubt, absolutely no doubt. 
All right, we've talked a lot of strategy with our three different lineups and uh, gone through the dream team in pretty quick uh, succession here. Let's go through uh, an even quicker succession, the different matches, storylines that we still want to discuss before we get into uh, the home stretch of the pod here. The, the weekend began, of course, with Liverpool scoring a touchdown on Crystal Palace. Uh, we, we've discussed all the different players on Liverpool. I, I want to bring up one thing that I tweeted about during this match as well. And that is that a lot of people, especially when Salah started this match on the bench, there's a lot of people who were sending out messages saying that Klopp is the new Pep, referring to the rotation, Salah not playing That's here. That's not fair at all. Pep's not a hypocrite. Klopp is. But but continue. <laughs> no, you continue. What does that mean, Klopp is a hypocrite? Klopp has been banging this drum about teams, too many matches, not enough subs, and and just crying a river every chance he gets. And and in no way in this, what I'm about to say, take anything away from his skill as a manager and anything else that he's doing. But in this instance, he is absolutely a complete hypocrite because he's up 4 nothing on Crystal Palace, can rest his star player in a game at that point, from that point forward, meant nothing because they were up 4-0. They weren't losing it. They bring in a player who, in a game that now means nothing, and he could get hurt, and he doesn't, thankfully, ends up scoring twice and assisting, which which looks great. Looks super. But coming from the guy who's banging the drum that it's too many games and there's not enough subs and he can't rest players, he has a chance to rest his star player, and he freaking plays him. In a game he's up for nothing. That is stupid. That is that is so hypocritical and so stupid, and it makes me not want to listen to him. That's the boy who cries wolf right there, and and he exemplified it in in his own German way that he could. Isn't that boy who cried wolf a German story? Anyways, continue. It, that that would be apropos if it was. It certainly feels like the kind of story that could be. Okay. <laughs> okay. Are the brothers Grimm German? Uh, Hansel, Hansel and Gretel and that's Hansel. That's why I'm asking. Yeah. They're, they're, right. the, so, the Billy Goats Gruff. Yeah, that's my, that's my question. Nursery stories yes. are German. I'm just, so. I'm, just, I'm just wondering if that's where they're from. I'm not going to look it up well right this minute. Well-known nursery rhyme from Dave Smith. Klopp Hansel is... and Gretel and Hansel. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Klopp is a winner. He knows more than I will ever obviously know about uh, the sport he loves. In this instance, though. It is my opinion that he is a complete hypocrite, and I'm allowed to have that. Sure, I, and and we all have them, and we're all wrong sometimes. I'm uh, not wrong this time. I was. I, I will admit that I was. I've uh, been wrong about other things. Convince me I'm wrong here. I, I'll admit that I was surprised to see Salah come on. No question, I was surprised. Uh, pleasantly surprised when he started pouring in goals. Of course. Late. Because I was also upset, fantasy-wise, that people I'm chasing in the table are now going to get credit <laughs> right, for all his stuff. But here's the thing. I think because there was no midweek match this week, I think he gave – I think it was a pre-planned yeah. move to send Mane out after an hour and to let Sala run around for a half hour – and have you know both those guys get a little bit of a, a, a stretch of their legs, on you know while, while waiting a, a full week you know before there's another match coming. I think if I think if this is game week 15, and there's another match in three days, I don't think Salah comes off the bench. Yeah, I think that's definitely true. I understand what you're saying, Dave. I I, I mean, strategy aside, I mean, it was an opportunity to keep him 
to keep him fresh too. If, if it, he gets uh, hurt in a in a vacuum, it's not a bad move because you got a ton of production from your from your other two guys, and you get a chance to give your other star a run out. So I I I understand I understand why you do it. What's just, the headlines if he gets hurt? Oh, it's Scott. like yeah, it's it looks terrible because yeah, then, then of course right? yeah, mean, then of course it's what were you thinking? You were winning four 0 of course. I'm just saying. It's true. Anyways, let's move on. At, right, at this so point, it's why, insignificant. Here's why Klopp's not the new Pep. Klopp, as I mentioned before. And I agree with you. He's not the new Pep. His, no, his no. rotation is very specific. It's very targeted. It, you know, he, he did this before Jota got hurt. You know, he did it before where Salah got rested a match. Mane got rested. Jota got rested. I mean, he did it very clearly, you know, in order with, with those upfront players. And it's clear that he's starting to do that or started to do that in this match with Mo Salah not starting here in uh, this match against Crystal Palace. That's why I say while everyone might be rushing to Mane or Firmino, don't just assume they're going to start game week 15. Uh, that may not happen. Especially with the opponent, and especially since you got a goal from Minamino. Right. Right. What, why not what, let him what, keep playing? Right. Exactly. Is Origi healthy? Why not give Origi a run? No, I look. I I'm just. I think at this point, it's really hard to ignore what Firmino is doing. That's, Meanwhile, that's what Pep question. is continuing to do and has done for years is it's on. It, it, he's on a whole level of his own. There, you have no idea if it's Cancelo or Mendy. You have no idea if it's John Stones or Nathan Ake. You have no idea if it's Bernardo Silva or Riyad Mahrez. You just have no idea, and that's from match to match to match. So no, Klopp is not the new Pep. So you can stop saying that right now. Southampton nil, Manchester City one. I had a thought, but it's kind of random and goes back to something I've been saying for the last couple of years. So before I go to that thought, brief teaser. Are there any stats, Brian, that you want to mention following this? This this close victory first. I mean, it was it was a good performance. Take nothing away from what City did, but but Southampton came to play and they showed everyone in this match that the fact that they're in the top six or seven in the table is not a fluke. Well. That, yeah, I mean they've been there all season. Right. A they they have tended to play City tough anyway recently. Um and then it's like the question of is this just is it tough tough Southampton or content to simply win Manchester City, as was the suggestion by the match announcers. So but fifty two forty eight possession for City. Eleven to nine City is shot advantage. Eleven shots for City? To nine from Southampton, it just nobody had more than two shots for them at all, and so Jesus, uh, obviously, uh, we find out afterwards, as I'm sure plenty of people, if they're whatever, is Jesus over ten percent? Has his ownership reached ten percent? I'm sure anyone who owned Jesus was uh, disappointed to find out that he wasn't healthy enough to play, wasn't wasn't fit enough, along with uh, Laporte again, as we learned just uh, probably after. The team sheet was announced. One point five percent. He's only owned one point five percent. Jeez. By the way, interesting. Never seen this before, so I'll mention it. On his player page on the FPL website, it says dental problem. Yes. Seventy five percent chance of returning. That was the get. That was the reason dental given for problem. his lack of fitness was a dental problem. Sure. Look, um, we all know mouth pain is horrible. No. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but I've never seen that before. Dental problem, Scott. No, I, I just like I just think they, you don't expect them to have such even statistics in terms of passes or touches or possession or shots, and it really was. It was really close. 
Um, the big story, I think, was on the other side of the ball is that Danny Ings got hurt again. So, yeah, um, yeah, Danny Ings's muscles knew that the festive fixtures were coming, and they just gave yeah. up. Yeah, Hasenhutel said, uh, "I'm not sure how much. It's clear we took a risk with him. Another 90 minutes when he's played twice in the in the week after a long injury." Ings owned 7.3 percent, a little bit higher than I expected. Well, it went up because he was healthy again, and I, I'm sure he was like he and uh, like. You see, as soon as he comes back, what kind of a partnership he and Che Adams have developed. It's really, really well, good this season. And fair. now it's a hamstring injury that we have no idea how serious it is. If there's a good time to get injured, Scott, to your point, maybe it's during the festive fixture. It, it is now. He came back against Brighton and Sheffield. For what it's worth, two games. in the three matches that Ings was out, Che Adams finished those three matches with a goal and an assist and three bonus points. That was in game weeks 8 through 10. And so they... They play Fulham this coming week. So Southampton is at Fulham, a, a, an improved Fulham, but still Fulham. So You mean Che Adams sixth in overall yes, forwards? Che Adams. Is he scoring? Look, that Che Adams who scored have, more than Werner, Firmino, Ings? I have many regrets this season, but selling Che Adams after week two or whatever it was is, is high up there on the list and not just hanging on to him. He's not going to give you a brace, but he likes to give – Goals and assists. Right. For that price, he's, he's, it's outstanding. He's, he's Callum wilson Scott, yeah. his way into fantasy relevance. Well, Callum Wilson is uh, doing a little bit more than the usual Callum wilson when he's healthy right now. We'll get yeah, to that in for a sure. minute. I was watching this match, and I had a thought. You know, Dave, how I talk all the time. I've talked about it for years now, about how much better some of these young players, especially the young English players, would be if they would just focus on the club that they're at, get more playing time, develop their talent sure. where they are, be the star right. for their current club, as opposed to going and sitting on the bench, you know, somewhere else. Jack Grealish, their way into significance. Yeah. Well, I was watching this match. You know, Kyle Walker Peters was all over the place in this match. He only had two fantasy points. He's been excellent, but this he's season. been excellent this yeah. season for Southampton. Guess who didn't even make the pitch? Who, Scott? Nathan Ake. Nathan Ake. And I, I was sitting here watching this match thinking, who would I rather be? Who, who's, who's having the better career move right now? Who, who's in the better place? Is it Kyle Walker-Peters playing 90 minutes a match for Southampton? Or is it Nathan Ake withering away as the third or fourth choice center back for Manchester City? You're, well, okay, so Nathan Ake could have stayed where he was and he'd be in the championship. But he'd be playing 90 minutes every week. And Bournemouth is on pace right now to come right back up. If anything, it's his own fault for not being able to secure a position, and he's not working hard enough in, in practice, or he's you just not good that. enough. You assume or he's that. He's just not good enough. I, I think he As is. As a manager, you want to play the best people, period. Sure, of course. I'm, this is not a pep problem. Unless this is you're not Chris Wilder and you just let Rian Brewster rot away on your bench. True story there. Oh, we'll geez. come back to Chris Wilder. <laughs> Brian dialing up. He's no. just dialing it up. I know what he's doing. This is this I'm is not, not stirring up trouble. This is not Pep doing the wrong thing. This is Nathan Ake probably be in a better position if he was still at Bournemouth working to get them back up to the Premier League next season. That's that's my only point. I, I don't know that it helps Nathan Ake at all to play. If what? City wants to sell Ake to Arsenal for about 20 mil, take it. <laughs> I'll take it all day. Yeah. I guess All you should right. have tried harder to get him whenever Bournemouth was selling him. That's I was kind of, I was kind of banging that drum. I think my personal favorite part of the match was when uh, Mares came in for the last eighteen minutes and blazed the two best chances of the match over the bar. It was really good. 
Everton two, Arsenal one. I was so ready. I, I I was so close. I mean, I was ready to do it to do the whole thing I've been doing with DCL, saying twelve out of fourteen weeks now, where he's giving you at least five fantasy points, and he gets a yellow card as he's walking off too slowly off the pitch when he gets subbed off. So now he has a four for game week fourteen. Stupid jerk, Dominic Calvert Lewin. Yeah, well, stupid jerk. He's still in your your squad post wild card. Yeah, of course he is. I'm not selling him. Are you crazy? Are you a crazy person? I'm not selling him. <laughs> Brian, is he in your uh, wild card squad right now? He is in my wild card squad. I again, it was more about matchups. I don't know how. The only thing that makes me nervous is just that again, it's another match for Everton where they just don't do a lot. They just mm. don't produce a ton. They did beat Arsenal though. They did beat Arsenal. Uh, I. Dave, were you ever in doubt about the outcome? Like, whenever whenever Pepe kicks the penalty, did you have a glimmer of hope, or did you just think, no, this is stupid, we're going to lose anyway? So, this is the first match Arsenal's played this year that I didn't, I wasn't listening or watching. It wow. was my wife's birthday weekend, so I was... Convenient that I it dare, happens at I this dare, point in I Arsenal's dare, season. I dare not. Well, her birthday doesn't change. It's the same every year. Yeah, that's true. About a week before Christmas. Yeah, but so. Arsenal never been this low in the table since you've been watching. Understood. Uh, I would have, at this point, I've gotten used to the misery, Scott. So oh, I see. Uh, in no way would I be shirking those responsibilities of, of feeling miserable. Are you going to watch their EFL Cup quarterfinal against City this week, the midweek? Uh, oh, it's a midweek game? Fuck yeah. Yeah? Yeah, because what does Arsenal do in midweek? Winning matches. Yep. They'll win it. Guaranteed. If they, if they win that Guaranteed. Match. Betters should bet Arsenal to cover. I know that's not even a thing in England. But whatever the, the you know, yeah, bet Arsenal to win. The odds will be greatly in your favor, I'm sure. Okay. If Arsenal win, does that does that secure the work Arteta is doing anymore in your mind? Does it, does it make it better? I, you're, I am absolutely on board with what Arteta's doing. Because these string of matches, these last seven, eight games, they don't negate everything he did before this. That's foolishness. Winning the FA Cup. Exactly. That was what, three or four months ago? <laughs> right. Okay, right? It's like, like <laughs> okay, so you know what? Sometimes shit happens, and things are going downhill at the moment. I don't think it's a complete lack of player effort. But like I said last week, it feels like there's a voodoo doll stuck in, you know, Nick Pope's amazing one-handed save against Lacazette. You know, I can't, I'm going to be honest, I can't speak much to this match because I didn't see it. But again, it's the first one I haven't seen. It just feels like they are, are, are swimming against the tide constantly, regardless of the good things and or bad things that they do. And look, they, they haven't been horribly injured, Right. On paper, Arteta foolishly, foolishly or, or unfoolishly, but like Brian and I were talking about earlier today, was mentioning statistics, okay? And he was mentioning statistically we shouldn't have lost that game. Okay, well, God bless. How many games statistically should people have not lost and did, right? True. You, I understand your point. I think he's just getting to the point of I don't know what else. I think he's frustrated. I don't know what else to do. We train saying proper. we have the desire. We train the, proper. The, the, we have the desire. Haven't lost the locker room. The players say they still care. Everyone is is torn up about this the same way we all are. The stats are in our favor. 
and we're just not at, getting at their, some, we're not getting the results. And so yeah, I understand that, but so I get that. But I, I, so why is, do you keep playing David Luiz? Well, Gabriel got red carded. Oh yeah, that's right. He's okay. also the closest thing to a leader you still have. I'm okay with Luis. Okay. And again, I don't think he, he – anyways. So bottom line is, look, I, I think I think on some level, you just got to keep – put your head down, keep working, and things will go your way. You need one thing of good – one good luck thing to yeah, happen. Yeah, but is it, is it tactics? I don't think so. You think he's playing from the back too much? No, I don't know. I'm just I asking. Mean, I, I'm that just seems saying... to be the question of is whether or not this is like, you know, he doesn't seem like that's the that's the Arsenal fan TV minimum. Like that's the, that's the, I the know... perspective from from certain fans where it's like he doesn't pl- seem to have really any anything any ideas about how to go forward. It's all kind of relying on get it to Aubameyang and hope he scores. Your st- and it, and it just doesn't work like Your that. stat earlier was they're not passing forward enough. Right, it was a stat that you had mentioned to me. Yeah, that. And, and, yeah, that, and that's fair, and, and that's right, and I agree with that. I said earlier in the pod, and look, we'll move on from this because no one else wants to care about fifteenth place Arsenal except for me. But what they've lacked coming through the middle is is a a dribble penetrator, a Jack Grealish, a Zaha, a Oxlade Chamberlain. Ironically, who used to play, you know, for for Arsenal years ago. A Aaron Ramsey, someone who take the ball midway and and dribble up through the middle and make things happen through the middle. They don't have that player right now, and it's horribly obvious. And I think teams know this, and so that's something that they need to either develop or buy in the January transfer window. And all that to say this, I am not selling the farm in Arteta. I would sell players before I sold Arteta. I believe in him more than some of the players that he has right now, and and that's just the bottom line. That's That's my personal opinion. Um, just for the to, record, and I don't say this very often, I agree with you. Dave, I was, the last thing on this, just that I'm looking back on the notes from last year. And when we talked about Nicola Pepe coming to Arsenal, one of the big stats when he was at uh, Lille before coming to Arsenal, right? he was the only player in Europe's top five, in, in all of the Europe's top five leagues, to have a hundred shots, win a hundred fouls, and complete a hundred take-ons. I know. So that, so to me, that's the weirdest part of this: is that the guy who is like, I, the stat-busting guy that was the huge records. Was he a record signing? Yeah, he was for Arsenal. That he comes in and isn't the guy who's the obvious choice to do that, and he gets a penalty here against Everton. You're, but. The it's, last thing I'm going to say, you the, are so right. And that is one of the most frustrating things, things yeah. for Arsenal fans to watch, and we're moving on after this, guy. I swear it, is, is the lack of Pepe gets the ball and holds it and lets the defense set up. I effing swear it's Carmelo Anthony on the wing. It's not an NBA podcast, but the ball gets swung to Carmelo. He'll sit there and hold it. Defense sets up after it's quickly swung to him, and now he's going to try to take one on five. That happens to freaking Pepe every single match. Ball gets kicked to him on the side. He sits there and pauses for a second, thinking he's going to outsmart the one guy in front of him, yet he lets everyone else behind the one guy set up in perfect defensive position, and then he doesn't do that. So that happens all the time, and absolutely frustrated with him, and especially because of those stats. It's like, what has happened to him? So 
you know what? Uh, he got a new contract. He got more money, Scott. Maybe that ruined him. He's soft. I don't know. He's soft. And and I can't argue that, and I'm willing to go along with it. Let's move the frick on. Aubameyang was out. Hamas Rodriguez on the Everton side uh, should be back by midweek. They Everton do play in the EFL Cup against Manchester United on Wednesday. Uh, Carlo Ancelotti saying that uh, Hamas, because of fixture congestion, that his calf issue, even though it's a little problem, as he said, uh, they didn't want to rush him back. Gilfie Sigurdsson has been outstanding for Everton, filling in here. Uh, he was good again here, assists the Mina goal on a really perfectly placed corner. Um, but Hamas Rodriguez uh, is going to get the job back. The bigger issue for Everton, this is be the like the one Everton strategy issue, uh, is that Allen was hurt here. They stretcher him off with a hamstring injury. It's one thing if you're, like, limping off. It's another thing if it's stretchered off. Uh, don't know how many games, as uh, Ancelotti put it. Andre Gomez wasn't playing in the game with his own leg issue here. So, Ducore is still there. Uh, can Tom Old Davis... Everton midfield. <laughs> can Tom Davis uh, hold it down again if is Andre Gomez can't BCL go? Is that reason to in all seriousness? Is that reason to sell your, your Everton No, forwards? I mean, you're already... I mean, that's been the question. I mean, it's already floating around out there. They're just not creating as much. They're already they're already not creating as much with Dina out. So sure. it, it still has not hurt you. They're still You're still no. getting returns from yes. DCL yep. uh, no matter what. Again, I think... The matchup, I, you hope he can, they can overcome at Sheffield. You, you assume they probably can. After that, I mean, maybe after yeah. after Sheffield, I mean, it's an inevitability. We've been talking about this. It's just not not yet. Not the tough the tough thing is that they do play. You're going to have them back in game week 18, one way or the other. They play at at Wolves in a, a, in the big blank week. So. Yeah. But in the meantime, you know, after Sheffield, they play home to Manchester City. Not great. They play home to West Ham. Eh, not the worst. And then at Wolves, which you don't know what you're going to get there. It, but but you're going to – but the minimum is you're going to have them in a week where no one else is playing. Is it just me or does it seem like Everton's had an easy schedule all season? Like every week. Uh, matchup's okay. Yeah. It's, I mean, even weird. against Manchester City, I mean, it's not, it's not out of the question for me. Newcastle won, Fulham won. For me, this one's all about Callum Wilson. Did he dive or did he not? And what Graham Scott, or as I like to call him, Michael Shannon, is thinking when he <laughs> awards the penalty here. I was just ha happy that he got a penalty this time because he deserved one last week and didn't get <laughs> Make a Make-up call. call. Yeah, all right, that's, that's all that's, that's, I need that's, to that's hear on that one. Uh, pointless fantasy goal, a front runner uh, for the season, the Matt Ritchie own goal. Uh, <laughs> assisted by Adarabayo, who is owned by less than 5,000 people. It's uh, an amazing... Oh, good. <laughs> hey, we had... Uh, uh, I, I was the one uh, pushing, like, a lot of people, and Jamal Lewis was in a... He was in a, a low-price enabler for a lot of folks. Jamal Lewis uh, presumably probably loses his spot here. Paul Dummett is back healthy again, mm -hmm. so that's why you didn't see Jamal Lewis. He didn't even sub in. Uh, Dummett left, and they subbed on um, Ryan Frazier, which then moved Matt Ritchie back into uh, left-back position. so um, It's I, safe to say Jamal Lewis is not doing as well for Newcastle as Ben Godfrey is for Everton. No, that's pretty sure. Brighton won, Sheffield won. How far has John Lundstrom fallen 
in less than a year's time. Red card here, and Chris Wilder didn't like it. This is didn't like is, the player that got it. Like, I want to hear the quote because I'm curious. What, what I agree. I love a good Chris Wilder quote, as it only him could produce his own segment on this pod. Yeah, this is the Chris Wilder manager quote of the week. Uh, speaking to the John Lundstrom red card, he said, "The game has moved on and changed. I have to change with it, I suppose. Players and fans still want to see contact." I've got to accept that the referee thought it was a red. He accused football of moving to a non-contact sport following that play. Okay, so you know me. I, yeah. I love a good contact. You like this more and more. You guys, you are driving the... This is becoming such polar opposite. You're bringing it up every week as this is idiotic and I can't stand this guy. Yeah. And every week Dave's like, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <No. laughs> uh, at first glance, it looks soft. The replay shows that Lundstrom was late to the challenge by far, studs up, crushed an ankle. Yeah. I have so, no doubt that foot still hurts today. So if you see that in real time, you're going to give a red. Okay, it was, Be- it was Veltman's foot, right? I, think I have no was, doubt Veltman is was, limping around it his was, flat it was today. There's no so, doubt about that. I don't fault. It, it did seem... I don't think that was uh, Scott. You're gonna love this. I don't think that was the intent, but the result doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. The result was a horrible foul. Who is re- who is responsible for John Lundstrom's actions? John Lundstrom was responsible for John Lundstrom's actions because he was late to the challenge and and deserved the red card he received here. And and because you can now replay it, it's a red. Yep, no so doubt about it. And that I, that was a good use of VAR. And I here. love a good challenge, Scott. Sure, sure, but. That's how you get Shawcross. And and but but Chris Wilder is absolutely wrong again. This is not football is turning into a non-contact sport. This is VAR worked in this case because Lundstrom nearly made. Okay, I'm being dramatic, but Lundstrom Lundstrom went in hard on Beltman and deserved this red. There's no doubt. Spurs nil, Leicester two. We've spent Wait, a... we're not done on that one yet. Oh, Brian. How I many more times does Danny Welbeck have to score a goal before He's you guys right. are going to care That's about this? I honestly about... don't. I mean, how many more goals does the guy have to score? Um, What's his price? 5.5. That has 5. been the 5. issue from the beginning of this. The second that he started playing multiple matches in a row, Scott. the issue is he is the third striker option. Of choice. Scott, way, well he back, is the Socek of forwards. He's played six matches. He's given you four returns in six matches. Yeah. Not many strikers can say that. No, it's true. And I think Period. he came off the bench here, didn't he? He did he come off the bench. He scored coming off the bench. And he, still, and he got bonus right. points. All three who, bonus points. Who did it? With, who also Yeah, because the bonus point system is stupid. I'm who, sorry, Brian. And doesn't doesn't weight the, the bonus points, the, the, the fact that minutes played should matter. You know what? No. It gives you some clutch Points. No, it doesn't. It, it doesn't have rating, anything to do Scott. about minutes, and it shouldn't have anything to do about minutes. We've known this from the beginning of bonus points. Striker goals count for more. It's true. Strikers that score almost always get bonus points. It's weird when they don't. But the, we also have recognized the later in the match the goal happens, the you it seems to be more heavily weighted, right? 
You agree with that? Yeah, that's that has also been the case. It seems like if a, like it happened to Calvert Lewin a couple weeks ago, Rasharlison got all the bonus points and he had just an assist. Calvert Lewin got zero bonus points and had scored a goal, an early goal. Right. So it was. It ends up being Rasharlison seven, DCL six in a match where DCL gets the goal, but he scored it before halftime. No, look, I I'm not like who else rotated this week. Lots of people. Like, the fact that they rested Danny Welbeck, Mr. Injury, is good. They're managing him well, and I, I think you're, it's outstanding the way that they're, they're, the way that they're using So th- this, is, this is what it would take for me to bring in Danny Welbeck. So I'm going to ask you what you would do, Brian. Okay. Patrick Bamford or Danny Welbeck? No, you'd rather have Bamford if it's just between those two guys. But if you're setting up your team in a way where you need – Point six or point seven or whatever it is, yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's of course it's a the volume drop off is gigantic between Bamford and almost every other striker in the in FPL. So. Bamford the last six weeks in the same since Welbeck's been starting has given you three returns out of six weeks instead of four. Welbeck's given you four, so Scott, it's it's close there for this stretch. I think I would have to. Well, wild. I'm, I'm I'm basing on the. Yeah, the stretch I can judge Welbeck. Yeah, on. yeah, yeah. No, I get. It. But also, this is this is peak Welbeck. I mean, let's be fair. This is Welbeck's best over the last six, right? I mean, it's, no, it's it's his only six. Well, right. That's the thing. The the issue it's his is only this. Six. It's a guy with a. It's a guy who's like desperate to prove himself. I mean, he's still I, relevant. Still, right. still I mean, got he's it. Still yeah. a very good player. And he's he just, showing it. There's no right. doubt. I give him all the credit in the world. He's doing far better than I expected him to. I expected him to do more like what Adam Lallana is doing for Brighton. But yes, unfortunately, which, which is coming on for eight minutes and then leaving immediately. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, I think he had a goal ruled out by VAR. Hey, yes, that's match. true. Welbeck's thirty. He's not over the hill. No, he I produce. agree. He's I'm going to tell you. He's always it, been Mr. Glass. I'm going to tell you what it's going to take for right. me to bring in Danny Welbeck using my second half wild card. Okay. That's what it's going to take. I could see myself doing that if he's still somewhere close to where he is right now as my third forward and actually playing like a 3-5-2 as opposed to the current 3-4-3 three, three I'm playing every week. Right. That is that is the thing. I'm just saying like most people I think are going to have either Keenan Davis or if you want to take a chance on someone who is getting a minute or two, Brewster, He's probably a, a, a really popular third striker option. I'm just saying, like, out of the cheap available options, there is no other player like uh, like Welbeck right now. Look, I know you don't want to talk about it. Oliver Burke is 4.3. He is, he is the eye test guy, and he's another one. I get that we're saying Socek. I own Socek as my fifth midfielder. I'm just saying Oliver Burke is playing as a striker, and he costs 4.3. If you want somebody who's playing in week 18 and who is someone who is actually playing and is as cheap as you can possibly get in the midfield, Oliver Burke is the guy. Scott, you need to consider that. And Matt Ryan is out and Robert Sanchez is in, and that is a done deal. Is that a done deal? That is over. So you and I were waffling this past weekend. Is that a thing? Yes. Matt, uh, Graham Potter is now saying, Matt Ryan, uh, we will respect his wishes if he would like to leave. It has gotten to that. Holy. It has gotten to that point where Robert Sanchez is the starting goalkeeper for the Seagulls. So if you have Matt Ryan, uh, don't keep him under any circumstances. I actually picked up Robert Sanchez this week to play him. He was my horribly one, disappointed. He was my I, one transfer this I, week. When I went to go check Sanchez to see his price, 
horribly disappointed to find out it's the same as Matt Ryan's at yeah. a four four. Yeah, no. That is dumb. I expected a four oh or three nine. I, I actually have that I rapidly so went to it just now too to if, see should I bring him uh, in as my backup if, keeper? If Robert Sanchez was four oh, there would be no question that he should be your starting goalkeeper from this point forward in FPL, but no, he's four point four. Spurs nil, Leicester 2. Anything else that we haven't already discussed on this one that we want to add in? Anything new that we learned in this match? I mean, Dave, you and I are still keeping Son and Kane. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, no. I, uh, I'm i thinking about going to Eric Dyer. Yeah, Dave already did I, that. I own him, and I'm going to continue to own <laughs> Why him. Why don't you guys just match your teams? You should I'm just... tired of Scott copying me. Just... If we go back and look, Scott has done <clears throat> such a better job at his captain picks, but... <laughs> You have copied me the whole way, and you make a mockery of me every week because you have great scores, and I don't. And it's because I can't get my captain right. Why don't you guys just put your computers together and put your teams, oh put your, your teams the same? Listen, listen, listen. This is absolutely the epitome <laughs> of getting captain. How important captain? It's true. Be. I mean, I've had some bad beats still this season, though. I mean. You're Points doing left on just the bench. fine. I'm doing fine. There's no You're doubt about that. Fine. But there are definitely ways I look at my squad and I'm like, ah, I should have done Jeez. that differently. And it's frustrating. But, yeah, the, the captain's picks have been huge. I will say I've got – okay, let me just you know, lay it out here. I already mentioned that I went from Chilwell to Charlie Taylor. Mm-hmm. I've got one more free transfer that I can make. I've got Tyreek Mitchell who's not playing at all. Right. I have Tariq Lamptey who hasn't played two out of the last three. Yep, hamstring, and that's that's nagging, and you only can hope that he comes back next week. And I have a backup goalkeeper who's not playing. Mm-hmm. Those are the three guys that I'm looking at potentially sending out with my one free transfer remaining. I've got 1.6 pounds in the bank. I can do quite a bit with that. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at guys like Eric Dyer. I'm looking at Ogbonna. Uh I was looking at Joel someone. Joel Matip, Scott? No, I'm not looking at Joel Matip. No. You should. Uh, I'll let you uh, get your differential with Joel Matip there. I'm looking at uh, – I was looking at Cresswell before I was looking at Ogbonna. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one other guy. Cresswell somehow went up in price, and that's the – I think that's a weird one since West Ham is obviously not as solid with four at the back as they were with five at the back. Michael Keane was the other guy I was yeah, loosely I... debating. And all the, and those guys I'm looking at because of matchups. I mean, I'm not looking at a Villa defender because it doesn't take long before Villa's schedule gets murderous. You could, you mean you could pick somebody who you know as of right this moment is playing in game week 18, depending on what your game week 18 strategy is, whether you're going to wild card or free hit or whatever it is in game week 18. Yeah, that's true. But no, I mean, we, t- I, this was, you know, I made FPL America the article. Uh, look, I mean, Eric Dyer is a, we talked about him on the pod for four straight, you know, four straight clean sheets. I mean, he was he was benefiting. Then two these two bad matches in a row. I mean, Dyer's in there, and he's still is he still five zero? Has he gone up to five point one? If he's still five zero, I mean, I feel like he's such a he's still five zero. I think he that's such a solid, uh, trustworthy pick for defense at this point. I mean, it's just one of those guys. He's a bit he is a bit Soyuncu ish. And that he's not really going to do much else for you other than just be on the field. It would be the one defender in my squad who is in there for purely defense. Now, he did have that really awesome free kick against Crystal Palace where he will take those direct free kicks in the right range. Yeah. Um, 
so and he's obviously capable of hitting those. But let's let's you're not, not, you're not yeah you're not counting. That's, his that's only, just a thing. His only scores it. all season long that are more than two points come on Spurs clean sheets. Right, that's it. But uh, uh, it's a Mourinho Spurs. Yeah, so for sure. Maybe. And like we said, I mean, you mean Fulham after this, after Wolves, you don't know what you're going to get against Wolves. Who knows? Those are they. They've tended to be goal fests though lately. I only, uh, I only have just, just to insert this real quick. I only have, I think, four guys currently who would play in game week eighteen. Okay. So I will have some work to do for game week eighteen. You like, you like Spurs at home against Fulham, I think. Uh, Leeds are such a are such a uh, wild card too right now. I don't think you, I think you trust Leeds offense against most defenses. Uh, this season, so I don't know that that's necessarily a good one. And then they play at Villa in Week 18, so they're okay. The matchups are okay. They look way greener on paper than they really are. I think um, Vardy was prolific here. Six shots. Uh, like we said, hopefully the groin injury isn't bad. Uh, Justin was a inch away from an assist, and James Madison is excellent. Madison is another one who I think has just been really unlucky. Uh, since he's been starting again, not to uh, get more than he's had. Uh, speaking of Leeds, uh, just a minute ago, uh, they lost badly. United Manchester United six, Leeds United two. Dave, say rivalry renewed. Rivalry not renewed. Okay. Uh, it was cool to see them play again. Yet, as Brian and I talked before the pod, Scott, before you arrived, because Brian was here early. Because his house had a gas, natural gas line break in front of it, and he literally couldn't be in his house. So he and his family were over here because I live fairly close to him, and they came over to our house. We were extremely close to having the, <laughs> an, a, a Christmas <laughs> vacation ending, uh, singing the national anthem as a, as a gas leak. Brian exploded. legitimately was scared. Uh, for his family earlier this, tonight, I don't make light of it at all. So while but, we were here talking after that fun episode. <laughs> right. After we were talking, we, we discussed this. And and, Brian, you, and you asked me again, why don't I own Bruno? And I no, said, I, I don't know. No, I did not, but I should oh, have. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you're, you're dumb for not. But anyways, uh, getting to this game, Brian, I think your point was this. Uh, you were like, Dave, is this just a one-off, like the Liverpool-Villa game? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Has to be, right? Like, like I mean, Mc, Mc, no one's like going. Like Liverpool-Crystal Palace. No, like, there's no takeaway here. <laughs> right. I, like, <laughs> like, no one's going to McTominay for a hat trick or whatever it was, two goals and Race assists. Race and an assist. Whatever yeah. it was, right? Like, no, no one's going. I mean, Bruno owners aren't moving. Rashford doesn't get a piece of it. That's like, the only thing you can say about it so is that weird. it stinks for people that own Marcus Rashford. No one's going, look, Martial, sure. There, there's a few people out there that own Martial, and honestly, those are probably dead teams. Okay, so I, I just don't think there's much that you can take from this. Leeds, guys who own Leeds players, Bamford, I'm not, I'm not selling Bamford. What, I, I, I they scored five in the match before this. I, I know against that. Newcastle. There's yeah. no reason to move on them. No, yeah. he's six one. He is no. I I just assumed that it was the same as what like what happened to Palace. You you they give up a goal really early, then they give up another goal immediately after that. Now you're now you have to chase the game, and so you've exposed yourself more than you were planning on doing. And they're an attacking team, and they don't want to they don't want to lose two nothing. 
So they would rather lose six two mm-hmm. than pack it in and and which I, makes agree, it fun. I, I agree yeah. completely. So it ends up being a fun match if you're a United fan, uh, Manchester United fan that is, and uh, anyone who's uh, look what become a Leeds fan because they watch the Amazon Prime. Uh, Leeds documentary. Scott, as I love to mention, as I mention every third podcast, yeah, you, you hurt a little bit for Leeds in this match, but um, you know what? They're still in the premiership, and and Bielsa's still there, so, so carry on. Nothing to see here. This is a one-off. West Brom nil, Aston Villa three. Since we've been away, Sam Allardyce has rejoined the Premier League. But he was miserable after his debut here. Welcome back, Sam. I did not know that he has never been relegated. That that is a really interesting stat. I did not know that. True. Sam is not scared of a paycheck. He, Scott. He, sure. No, he's not. Because if he's not managing, he's on TV. There's no doubt that's true. I just did not realize that that was the case. Is this going to be the first time Sam Allardyce is relegated? Okay. What so, can he do to so, get this West Brom team back into any sort of? So uh, any semblance West Brom's got seven points, so they they have to they have to pass Fulham. Well, you could look at it and go, okay, I could probably see that they're only three points ahead of them. But Fulham recently, we all we all would recognize, has played above their skis and have sort of arsenaled, right? Like they've been in matches, just got ridiculously unlucky, right? So so then there's Brighton. And it's like, okay, well, can they can they pass Brighton? Maybe Brighton's got twelve points. They got seven, you know. And then there's Burnley, who's got thirteen. And let's no, be honest, Burnley's on the way up. Arsenal at fourteen. Burnley's about to pass Arsenal. <laughs> okay. By so, the end of the festive fixtures, Burnley will be ahead of Arsenal look, on the table. I, as an Arsenal fan, who knows? <laughs> Burnley, if Burnley's not a better team, but whatever. So you know, it is what it is. It's about the mojo, Dave. Points or points, Scott. I just, I just, it's like, it's just worst case. Jake Livermore, red card. You know, he's now he's out. If they lose their captain, you know, going into the match against, you know, at at Liverpool, uh, they will have uh, Pereira back. I mean, can only help them. I think the biggest thing with with West Brom is exactly, and it's it's not different than it was at the start of the season. Like, Carlin Grant, that's your that's your that's your Guy going forward, I Char- think it's about what Sam can do in January. That, in that's the, the question: show. is who, who can they do what Fulham did and bring in an Adamola Lookman? Can they bring in a spark yep. that can actually unlock something going forward? Because I mean, look, they, they can pack in the defense, in the defense as much as they want. It's just, it's just not going to work. Like yeah. th- this team just can't do it. Burnley two, Wolves one. Pedro Neto was the most transferred in player coming into this game week. I happen to be one of those people. He has a lot of unhappy new owners. Yeah. It's it's fine. Look, I can't expect him to produce every single week. But yeah, was I disappointed? Sure. Meanwhile, Burnley defender is probably only going up now going into game week 15. Yeah, you can get two Burnley defenders for less than 4.5 right now who are... Is it who are, Taylor who or are viable? Yeah, I mean, yeah. those both. I debated between the two. Right. I I had Taylor. Unfortunately, he was on my bench. Right, and Charlie Taylor gets the assist here on a really well placed uh, ball to your guy, Dave uh, Ashley Barnes, his first goal in whatever forever. There were people that FPL said triple captain 
Ashley Barnes today, which is so crazy. I, I just can't even imagine. Like, First goal in over a year. Yeah, what bot is uh, decided that the algorithm says it was worth it to do that today? Because I don't know why else, why a human there, would there, make that choice. There is um, an FPL advice bot that that uh, tweets out during matches, <laughs> and it's so ridiculous that it's fu- it's just funny. Yeah, but it's also kind of the same logic I imagine that generates Ashley Barnes triple captains. I uh, yeah, I hope you like. Uh, I hope you like Burnley matches ending four or two to one from now on because they're gonna. That's what you're gonna. Get. <laughs> no, look like they like they. You're right. I mean, Fabio Silva. I I guess a bit lucky to get a penalty here. Um, yeah. Wolves Wolves just were not in it, and it's obvious that Neto and uh, Potence are not. Um, they're not a replacement for strikers. So. No, not at all. So Fabio Silva probably comes back in the starting uh, starting lineup next week against Spurs. Nuno is he's searching, and he has not found it yet. Uh, Bowley wasn't in there. Kilman was back in again. I, I Eight Nori was in there too. I can't imagine that that's permanent. I think those guys, the only safe guys uh, for the for the defense, seem to be. Cody, Connor, Cody, Samedo, yeah. uh, and Marcel. Well, here's the thing too: they started out as a back five, which is why we saw Eight Nori and mm-hmm. probably Kilman in there, and they switched to a back four with their substitutions. I mean, they don't they don't know what the best yeah. Wolves lineup is right now. Yeah, and Saïs is back, and who knows how long that's going to yeah, be? Maybe and so, right. That's he exa- was right. That's exactly it. I just think until they find a formula, it's just not. It's nope. just, there's nothing, and that's I don't true. think there's really anything all that desirable about about the the back of Wolves no. anyway. No. Chelsea three, West Ham nil. We've already discussed the Blues at length. Anything else we want to mention on the final match of this uh, thirty game stretch that we've just completed? No, not really. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to take a shot on Pulisic, Mason Mount, good again. I mean, gets an assist. Yes. We listen. We mentioned uh, that that's fair. Another good pod call. Mason Mount was mentioned at least last week or the week before, and he gave you another product. So yeah, uh, Mason Mount might be one of the best owns in the Chelsea midfield at this moment. Yeah, you make me happy. All right, very good. You don't own him. Sure don't- do. Don't gloat that much. The last two matches I had. Did you start him? I sure did. Sure did, you, did. Did you really? Got a six, yeah. Screw you. <laughs> I'll look a little differential from you, Dave. All right. At least someone on this podcast is taking the advice <laughs> of the podcast. Uh, we say every year we should do that more often. It's I, true. I figured I'd just try it this it's time. It's true. All right, last week we put out an appeal at the beginning of our podcast to uh, you know not only follow us on social media, but to make sure that you're tracking with us on our Patreon site. Um, you probably f- are familiar with what Patreon is. A lot of podcasts have been using it uh, going uh, towards Patreon as a way to get support for the podcast. Uh, we are using a micro-donation approach this season with our Patreon site, patreon.com slash fplamerica. You can find us by searching FPL America Podcast if you'd prefer to try that. Um, $1, $2, $3 a month options. All those different options give you different perks to our podcast, small things that we can do to thank you for your support in this very tangible way. We have a new patron to our Patreon site. Uh, He has just joined our Slack workspace as well as part of his support. All-star listener, Charlie. All-star listener, Charlie. Charlie, you might know him as The Pump. He has been in the top three this season. Uh, Look at of, you, Charlie! Yeah, one of his first contributions on the Slack workspace was, is it common to, to <laughs> p- 
precipitously fall in the league table as soon as you join the Slack workspace? Well said. The answer is no. Uh, unfortunately, Charlie, that's just you, but we're still happy to have you. Absolutely, Charlie. <laughs> you know this, he, as you now are accustomed to uh, our Slack uh I mean, I think think he got acclimated over the weekend for sure. I mean, there's a whole cast of characters in that Slack workspace. It's 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 a little bit different than the three of us on this podcast. There's no doubt. What what people don't know is who contributes in the Slack workspace. I mean, you hear about Brother Matt. You hear about All Star Listener Diane. All Star Listener. You know who never mentions All Star Listener at whole. Uh, and or Travis. Yes, Travis. Uh, he never gets enough credit. It's true. He's Does absolutely he, a he, contributor, and I don't even know if he listens. He only downloads, so, I think. So, so this one doesn't matter. No, he listens while mowing the lawn. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know this so much for a fact. Lawn to mow in December, <laughs> so that means he's not listening. But you know what? Uh, he, he mostly just makes fun of me. That's really what this is about. He he's a, a very uh, worthy contributor he to is. the Slack he's channel. And we, he would be sorely missed if he wasn't there. It's it's an ecosystem that we want you to be a part of. We do we do uh, ask that you join us uh, by by contributing on Patreon.com. Again, we use that to to help us with things that that only serve to get our podcast out there more. That's right. It's uh, not like we're taking a paycheck from it. <laughs> no, certainly not. <laughs> it's 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 something that to help us. Spread the word because I'll be honest. I was upset about uh, two weeks ago. I saw someone on Twitter during one of the uh, Premier League matches put out the 60 best FPL podcasts. And there were podcasts on there that that put out three episodes a year. And whoever this was that compiled this list did not put FPL America on that list. That made me mad. I'm going to go ahead and give this person the benefit of the doubt and assume that that was because that person did not know FPL America yeah. exists. Yeah. And so we are trying to get the word out. Honestly, the two two things that we would love for you to do, this would be your Christmas gift to us, would be, number one, if you haven't done it yet, rate and review our podcast if the place where you Absolutely. listen to our podcast allows you to do so. Add to the reviews that are there. Number two... Tell someone who does not listen to our podcast about this podcast. Yeah, let's let's double the listenership just that way, and uh, we're grateful that Charlie uh, has has come on board, and hopefully uh, he has enjoyed so far the access that he's I hope had so at Charlie, in Slack as well. At also, our listener Charlie, well done, sir. Glad to have you on board. And welcome, as I typically say, to the chaos. Welcome to the chaos. <laughs> That's exactly friend. right. Now, as we mentioned, Charlie has he's dropped uh, down the table. He's down there with me. He's in fifteenth currently in the FPL America Podcast League. Uh, top scorer in the entire league in game week fourteen is also the number one player currently in the podcast Man, league. You gotta love that. So the top scorer overall. He went all the way up to number one with this performance. It's Bo. He wants to be Leeds is now number one wow. after scoring 107 points in game week 14. Scott, his team consisted of Callum Wilson, Jamie Vardy, Bamford, Son, Sala, Captain Fernandez, Justin, Cancelo, Mings, Taylor, Martinez. His defense crushed it, and that's what got him there. Do you see wow. his bench? Yeah. He has it, zero points from his bench. He nailed his start hey, at 11. Uh, Pascal Gross, uh, Phil Foden, and Tyreek Mitchell, along with Nyland in the buttonhole, 
that, that I, like that that's a that's a decent bench. Well, I yeah, and he chose well. I dodged a huge bullet by not bringing in Pascal Gross, but that's against all stats. I I the the pick is not wrong. Uh, I think it's weird that he was uh, benched this week. So I understand the thinking behind that, but kudos, yeah, Bo. Natural, well done. A natural one hundred and seven. Any na- a natural a, a natural, natural one hundred and seven. Well said. A natural one hundred <laughs> is just an amazing. A nat- yeah. yeah, well done, Brian. Dogfather FC Dan is second. Super Frank's eleven has moved up hey, to third. Don't hate on Super Frank's, bro. Ninety-seven. That is not no, far no, behind. No hating here. Yeah, no. He again crushed it. Uh, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna tout my boy Vardy Kane, Calvert Lewin. Madison, Captain Sala, Grealish Mount, Zuma, Cancelo, Justin, and Martinez. Scott, continue to move on. Nope, that's it. Please continue to follow along with us on social media. This is our last episode before the festive fixtures truly begin on Boxing Day. The matches will come fast and furious over that 10-day stretch. I'm going to the beach. 30 30 more. Thank you, Dave. 30 more matches. I'm literally going to the beach. 30 more matches over 10 days. So what Dave is saying to you is that this is probably our last episode for the year as well, the calendar year. It might be the 2020 last record. It might be. So with that said, continue to follow us on social media. I will do my best to give instant reactions and analysis. FPL America, the article, shows up on Patreon as well. Uh, We make that public to anyone who wants to look at that. So follow along on social media over the festive fixtures if you want to know what, what we're thinking. Brian, last thing. Last three weeks, who's someone you're touting we haven't talked about tonight in in FPL the article? No, look, we we talked about just about everybody. I'm dead okay. serious. Really? In, okay. In, in the entire thing, no. There's always somebody that uh, that you look at and you're like, no, this this guy could be awesome. But okay, good. I feel like good. I feel like we at least touched on all of them. Look, are we Adamola Lookman. I, I mean, I don't know. We who, did not mention him tonight, but he no, did we, make the article in the last three weeks. Right. So. We shouldn't have to okay. talk about him Fair tonight. Enough. James, right. Mad- James Madison, I'm glad to hear that somebody way at the top has James Madison in their team. James- Madison is one of those guys. Like, so once he, you know him. He is, he is rounding into such amazing form right now. And, he, and the, the thing that, look, F, the, in the article, the last thing that was written that I wrote about him was just that the shots haven't been, had, weren't there at the beginning, but you know they're going to. He was like the fifth most... It took like the fifth most shots of all midfielders last season. Sure. So for him to now come, be coming into really good form, he's shooting a lot, and he still is taking set pieces. He still is doing all of the things that he normally does. James Madison is one of those guys that's like a really amazing differential. I love it. Hey, for the FPL America podcast, Scott, this is David Smith. Until next time. <laughs>